Hello, I'm Kami Eshirabge, and this is the Buddhism Guide podcast. If you'd like more of my podcasts, blogs, videos, or guided meditation practices, visit my website, buddhismguide.org. And if you'd like to support my work, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide. I hope you enjoy this episode. This episode is called Staying Focused and it's part of the Buddha Dharma series. The final aspect of the Eightfold Path is Staying Focused, which is achieved by effort, mindfulness, and concentration. Effort. Without applying effort, we're not going to reach any of the goals we set ourselves. Here, I wish to highlight the effort required to avoid harmful acts and develop helpful ones. These are split into four parts, namely the effort to avoid, the effort to overcome, the effort to develop, and the effort to maintain. Here is a list of the harmful acts we need to avoid and overcome. Violence, stealing, sexual misconduct, lying, divisive speech, harsh words, gossiping, greed, ill will, and inappropriate view. We have to put in a great effort in order to avoid these 10 harmful actions. And this is achieved by setting ourselves boundaries and ensuring we stay within them. In my own case, some of them came easy to me and others were fairly difficult. But by putting in effort and setting myself red lines, I managed to avoid them for the most part. But none of us are perfect, so we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves. The next place to apply effort is to overcome the harmful acts that have already arisen. This one is a little bit trickier, particularly if they have become a habit. The first thing I suggest you do is to rate the above list of harmful actions from 1 to 10. 1 being the act you do the most, and 10 the one you do the least. Be honest with yourself, even if it's painful, or there will be no point in doing the exercise. Now, start with number 1 on your list, and each day set an intention to refrain from doing the act. This exercise will help keep it in the forefront of your mind. If you do unwittingly perform a harmful deed, don't get frustrated. Just reaffirm your intention. This is where mindful awareness comes in. Because you are going to have to be vigilant of your actions. Slowly work through the list until you feel confident that you've by and large overcome them. The set of skillful acts we have to develop and maintain are the opposite to the harmful acts, and these are compassion, 
generosity, self-restraint, truthfulness, kind speech, pleasant words, helpful words, contentment, goodwill and appropriate view. The third effort is to develop skillful acts that have not yet arisen. The perfect time to think about and cultivate these helpful deeds is during daily meditation or reflection sessions. If you review each day which actions have been helpful and which have been harmful, you will see a pattern emerge. You'll then be able to see what you need to work on. During your reflection session, write down the 10 helpful acts on a piece of paper, then grade them again from one to 10. This time, 10 being the act that comes naturally to you and one being the act that you have to cultivate. Those you grade from one to five are the ones you should work on. At regular intervals, do the grading again. Note your progress every time and recommit to developing the helpful acts you need to work on. The final effort is to maintain the helpful actions that have already arisen. This follows on from the previous effort. There, you contemplated which helpful acts you need to work on. Now focus on the ones that come naturally and need no great work. You should also remain mindful of these helpful deeds so they can become an even deeper habit. It's no good lying sometimes and telling the truth at other times, stealing sometimes and not stealing other times, getting drunk one day and then saying you don't drink another day, or being faithful sometimes and cheating on your partner at other times. These helpful acts must become natural and spontaneous. It needs a great amount of effort to keep these going. Because if you don't stay watchful, they can easily drift away from you. Perseverance and vigilance are key here. Mindfulness. Whether we're on the Eightfold Path or not, we still should try to be mindful and maintain an awareness of where our actions are taking us. If we don't, we're not going to find the peace of mind that we're searching for. So let's look at the different aspects of the path I've laid out in the last three posts and examine how we can approach them mindfully. We can't just jump into our practices without first having an appropriate view. Of course, Cultivating positive experience is what our practices are all about. But if we have no clear picture of where we're going and why, we can quite easily flounder. We need to know what and why we are doing any practice and see clearly how it will fit into our lives. We need to study and think to gain a clear picture in our mind before we dive into our practice. A firm and stable foundation is required. Mindfully setting our intentions for travelling on this path and implementing a meditation practice is a wonderful way to become motivated. It allows us to stay on track 
It's therefore important to have well thought out intentions and remain mindful of these during each day. Mindless speech can often divide people and make them feel disconnected. In contrast, mindful speech helps us heal rifts and make better connections with each other. I feel that if we can practice mindful listening, which is being totally engaged with the other person and allowing them to finish their sentences, mindful speech arises naturally and we can enjoy genuine dialogue. We need to mindfully check in with ourselves during the day to ensure our actions, physically, verbally and mentally, are not harmful to ourselves or others. This strengthens our practice, so we maintain the goal of responsible living. Usually, livelihood equates to survival, earning money so we can live. But when we're being mindful of our work, we can see that it's also about contributing to the common good. It's not just about money. It's also about giving back to society. We have to be mindful of any harm we may be causing ourselves and others. Of course, we need to put effort into whatever we are doing on the path to ensure success. But there is such a thing as too much effort. We need to be mindful of the amount of effort we are putting in. If the effort is causing tension, it is too much. If the effort isn't producing any results, it's not enough. So be mindful of how much effort you're putting into the path and your practices. When we are being mindful, we are fully aware of, but not tangled up in, the various aspects of our experience, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, as well as the social. Mindfulness covers our complete engagement with life. I'll talk more about mindfulness in my next post. Concentration. If we wish for a mind that is at peace, we need to learn how to focus single-mindedly on an object of meditation. However, what I want to highlight here is a particular type of one-pointedness. It is a wholesome type of concentration. A killer about to murder his victim, a soldier on the battlefield, or a burglar about to break into your home, all act with a concentrated mind. But they can't be classed as a wholesome one-pointedness. Buddha stated that appropriate concentration is dependent on the development of all the preceding seven steps on the Eightfold Path. He stated, Now what is appropriate concentration with its supports and requisite conditions? Any singleness of mind equipped with these seven factors, appropriate view, intention, speech, action, livelihood, effort and mindfulness, is called appropriate concentration with its supports and requisite conditions. While concentrating on appropriate view, 
you have to stay focused on cause and effect. Whatever intentional acts you do, be it with body, speech or mind, will create a reaction in the future. You have to be naturally aware of this fact whenever you perform any intentional action. You also have to stay focused on the impermanence of everything, or you may find yourself getting attached to things, which in turn will cause you to suffer. We tend to have a fixed and solid sense of self, which is not an accurate view. This again is going to cause us suffering in the long run. I will talk more about these points in future posts. Next, you should concentrate on appropriate intentions. Our intention should be to help and not harm ourselves and others. To achieve this, we have to remain centred on what is motivating us. We have to ensure our mind isn't being driven by any of the three poisons or is clouded by ill will. Because if it is, our actions of body and speech will reflect that and we'll end up harming someone. By reflecting on what motivates you, it will ensure you do not intentionally cause any harm. Now we come to concentration of appropriate speech. A lot of the time, we open our mouth before we engage the brain. And because we're not focused, what comes out can be harmful, unkind and unhelpful. We lie, use divisive speech, use harsh words and gossip with such ease is frightening. It's as if our mouth has a life of its own. To counter this, we have to concentrate on our speech. Lying is never going to help anyone. When we use divisive speech, we're not making friends. We're just causing divisions between people. Using harsh words to someone's face is going to hurt them. And gossiping, well, it's just a waste of time. So we have to have the appropriate level of concentration towards our speech. And then we'll learn to talk in a way that is both helpful and kind. Concentration on appropriate action is where we direct our attention towards the actions of our body. This will ensure we refrain from killing, stealing, sexual misconduct and other harmful actions of the body. Buddha advised his son Rahula to reflect on any deeds he is thinking about carrying out in this way. Is the deed going to cause harm to himself or others? If so, don't do it, as it's a bad deed entailing suffering. However, if you reflect on the deed, and it's going to be a helpful deed to yourself or others, or at the very least, not harmful, you should do it again and again, as this is a good deed entailing happiness. Thus, we must be sure we are fully in tune with our actions, so that we're aware of when we are helping and when we are harming. This brings us to concentration of appropriate livelihood. We have to ensure our work doesn't bring harm to anyone. We may be doing a dangerous job, 
And if we don't concentrate on our actions, we may bring harm to someone. Whatever we're doing, we have to ensure we put in the appropriate effort and mindfulness. If we do not concentrate our effort on all the steps in the Eightfold Path, we could become lazy or distracted, and this could lead to us harming someone or something. If we do not focus our mind on the present moment, it may lead our thoughts to drift back to the past or jump forward to the future, and sometimes these are not helpful. By concentrating on the present moment, our minds will be calm and our actions kind and skillful. When our mind is not focused, it flaps around like a fish on dry land. It simply can't stay in one place and jumps from one idea to another, from one thought to another. There's absolutely no control. Such a distracted mind is consumed by worries and concerns about what has happened or may happen in the future. It doesn't see the whole picture and distorts reality. But a mind that has been trained in concentration can remain focused on its object without any distractions. This allows the mind to become calm, clear and open. This calm openness can then be taken off the cushion and used in the outside world. This will allow us to stay single-mindedly aware of all the stages of this Eightfold Path. Following the Eightfold Path is not easy because many of the things we have to change or let go of are very dear to us. We are passionate about them and have often invested an awful lot of time cultivating them. Letting these unhelpful things go can disturb us. Therefore, change takes diligence, discipline and mindful awareness. We have to understand each of the eight steps and then implement them. They have to become part of our lives. Only then will our minds be at ease and we'll gradually reduce our emotional suffering and start to experience the true peace of mind we have been desperately searching for. This is the end of this podcast and I really hope you enjoyed it. You can find more of my podcasts at buddhismguide.org So thank you so much for listening and until the next time, bye for now.